All right, this week we are wrapping up Spooky Month with a bona fide horror classic, and that is Stanley Kubrick's The Shining, uh, a film that stars Jack Nicholson, Shelley Duvall, Scatman Crothers, and Danny Lloyd. Uh, this film is... Um, it's impossible to discuss everything about this film. I'll start with that. Uh, but a film that has kind of defined the, the psychological horror genre, explores um, the inherent evil in man, uh, the duality of that, um, a lot of s- the examines the, s- the psyche of man and what isolation can do to people and Things of that nature, Zach. Uh, I know we will not cover every detail of this film, but we're going to do our best, aren't we? We're going to do our our darndest. But I have a question for you. I have two questions, but we're going to we're going to focus on one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Two questions. the, The important question, the first and foremost question. But is Stanley Kubrick's The Shining good? Wow. It's a very specific question, and we shall discuss it. Now, what's the second question? Who's got the best drip in this movie? <laughs> mm, that's a tough one. Let's find out both of those things, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But is it good podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Hello. Okay, hello. Welcome to the podcast. I am I'm your host. <coughs> your host. <laughs> Zach Sorry. Olson. Hunter Callahan. <laughs> and this is the but is it good pot oddcast. <laughs> nice catch. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I used two catch. hands. I used two hands to catch that one. Um <clears throat> Zach, how are you? How's life? It's I'm been okay. so long since I've seen you. I know, it's been a while. We haven't, we haven't talked in so long. It's been like 15 hours. Actually, no, it's it hasn't. It's been less than that. Because I've been you, you texted me all day today when you were watching the movie. Yeah, yeah. I've been texting you pretty much steady throughout the day. I'm okay. I feel like I'm going to throw up. So what I'm drinking on uh, mint tea to try and like settle my stomach. I don't know what's going on because I've been feeling weird the past so like... What are you going to drink for whiskey shots? Whiskey? Mint tea. I am <laughs> uh so it's whiskey shots and uh uh calming beverages this week because I need uh, a, a, a something to calm my <coughs> gut. Your gut? Mm-hmm. Well, no, I not my not my gut, my gut. Mm. Say it. I don't want to say that. Gut. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Is that better? Is that better? Yeah. I'm getting there. Okay. Uh, well, good, Zach. I'm glad life is wonderful for you. It's not what I said. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> Just told you that I feel like I'm going to throw up. And you're like, well, good. Yay. How are you, Hunter? I wasn't listening. I'm sorry. You're sick. Hopefully you don't throw up. It'd be funny if you did, though. Um, I got my you, trash can. If you do, do you, do you promise to keep keep rolling? Yeah. All right, sick, perfect. I got my trash can ready, but I just realized it's full of holes. Maybe if it's thick enough, it won't matter. Like, <laughs> if it, you know, like, like if it's like a like a thick chili. That's gross. Oh god. 
That's nasty. Uh, I'm good. I'm well. I'm tired. I'm quite tired today, actually. Um, stayed up far too late last night. I had early morning. Like 9.30? I stayed up till 12.40. Because <laughs> oh, I was okay. watching watching football. It was, a good, good, it was a good reason. My team won. Um, tech but, won? Yeah, Tech beat North Carolina. Oh, cool. You know, Tech, you know, Brent Key is 4-0 against ranked ACC opponents. Isn't that crazy? But they, he sucks against everybody else. And, yeah, and <coughs> defeated against everybody else. Yeah, he right? lost to lost Bowling Green, but he beat Miami and North Carolina. <laughs> anyway, uh, but I'm good. We're good. Fam is good. Getting ready to go to New York in a couple weeks, so it's exciting. Um, but yeah, we got a big one in today. In today. <laughs> <laughs> we both we both had a look. We both had a look on our eyes where we were like, we know exactly what to say after this. It's gonna be good once we start posting these to YouTube uh, so you can see our looks. Yeah. Maybe I'll post beloved this one. fans. I'll just, I'll just save this one just to, I saved them all, so I guess I can go back and edit them. Don't save this one. I need to get a ring light because I look like a like a a ghost. Like I look like I did what Violet did in uh Willy Wonka and I turned Violet and I'm like coming down from being Violet, but <laughs> also part of you still Violet. Mm-hmm. And That's then the funny. other part is just like pure white. I'm not talking like mm. I'm I'm white, but I mean like the actual white. color white. Like mm-hmm. like like my t shirt that I'm wearing right now, white. Mm-hmm. In the industry, that's called blown out. <laughs> well, when you see these videos, it's just us making red faces for an hour and a half. I've been blown out today. <laughs> All right, focus in. Focus, here we go. Hold on. If I turn around and take off my shirt, <laughs> maybe my then my back will be blown out. <laughs> that one really got you. <laughs> I'm crying. Oh man, that's just how so, you said it. That was just how you said it. That I was like, <laughs> "What is he talking about?" And then all of a sudden, oh gosh. <laughs> um, you have to use that at work somehow this week. Like, be okay. like, cut. Cut. Hold on. Your back's blown out. <laughs> just see what the person says. Oh, gosh. You know, I was driving to work the other day, and I was driving, and I thought, oh, that looks like Goldenrod. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, that's probably what Goldenrod is. is. It probably was Goldenrod. Oh, that's gosh. A, that's a real thing. I apologize for, like, the minute I have long silence, but I was... Crying. He was laughing pretty hard. He was crying. It was he just cried. Your, it was just your delivery of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, here we go. The Shining. Let's do it. Ready? Uh, Please like yeah. and subscribe. Please like and subscribe. You know that we 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 currently are a five star podcast on all platforms. Isn't that awesome? Five stars. Isn't that awesome? They love us. Uh, Zach, you can go first because you watched this film today. Uh, I assume this is not your first time watching it. 
But what are your first thoughts? We'll do, we'll stay spoiler free, even though this movie's like forty three years old. But you know, what are your first um, thoughts? It's more than forty three years old, isn't it? Came out in May of nineteen eighty. Well, then it's forty three years old in like six, like three or four months. You idiot. No, you're, you're absolutely right. It's forty three years old. Okay, first impressions. Uh, let's see. <laughs> what is, what did I do that time? It sounded like you purred for a second. You're purring oh, when you said... Uh, let's see. All right, I promise we're going to talk about a movie. Let's do it. <clears throat> so, I've seen this multiple times. It never ceases to amaze me, like mm. in its totality. So... Honestly, I haven't seen many Stanley Kubrick films, but so you're a I fraud. do. I well, yeah, <laughs> I guess. I'm just kidding. I, I mean, I don't think that means I'm a fraud. It just means I haven't. That I, I, I haven't even seen a Space Odyssey, so yeah. I haven't either. We were so when oh. we went and saw um, the Dark Knight with Ethan on 35 mil. There was a preview for Space Odyssey because they're showing it on, uh, I think 35 mil there. And like it's like a big fucking deal. And Ethan was like, "Y'all need to go see that." And I was like, "I don't even know what that is." And he was like, "It's it's a space odyssey. What are you talking about?" We were whispering. we were judged. We were judged. I'm just kidding. Well, you weren't judged because you you weren't talking to him. You didn't yeah, say anything. I, but I've never seen it. Doesn't matter. Continue. You haven't seen many of his films. But I do know that he at least has like a cult following of of film critics who 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 think he is this genius that there is nothing unintentional in his films even things that look like they're out of place like their plot holes mm-hmm. uh, like some of the things that I was texting you today that we'll get into as we talk about this movie are like deeply intentional uh everything that he does has intent behind it and it's just amazing like the deeper you dive into at least like the theories I mean, I don't know, because like I said, I haven't seen many, many of his films, and I haven't, uh, like, I mean, I don't know, but it, it, it feels like, sorry, it hey, feels fine. like Swifties, you know how, like, everything, oh, like yes. the, the numbers, yes. and, and what yes. she's wearing, she wore blue, then she wore black, then she wore blue, and then she wore black, oh shit, blue, black, that means something, you know? I saw one today, sorry, sorry, but I literally saw a post on Instagram where it was like a picture of her wearing a black dress, and a tan overcoat on October yeah. 20, 27th, 2014. And then a picture of her on October 27th, 2023, wearing a black dress and a tan overcoat. And they're like, what does it mean? And I was like, nothing. What does it mean? <laughs> it could mean anything. Uh, didn't it mean that uh, 1989 had come out? Because Taylor's version came out on the 27th? There was there was something. Actually, there was actually something that like people picked up on something that was like, oh, this means 1989 is going to be next. And they were right. So... I don't. But you just said twenty twenty three. You mean like two days ago she was wearing this? Yeah. Because it came out two days ago. Like it came out on the twenty seventh. I guess is what I'm saying. Anyways, we're talking about. I didn't realize. Yeah, go on. (laughs) It's the next one. No shit, Swifties. No shit. But anyways, like people will dive into Kubrick's films with that level of. I'm not saying because like sometimes the Swifties can get. It's like okay. Like no, yeah. But like the the amount of detail that goes into it, and it's just fascinating. So I watched the movie, 
the movie is amazing, like on face value, like at the most surface level, you don't need to like do a deep analysis to enjoy this film, I, I don't think personally. But yep. then I spent like the greater half of my day just like going down rabbit holes of theories of like deep analysis. And it's it's just, it's fascinating. I'm so excited to talk about it. Well, I mean, I don't know what else to say. Yeah. Um, I think, I can't say with 100% certainty, but I can say with like 85% certainty that this is actually the first time that I've sat down and watched the entire thing in one sitting, believe it or not. Really? I've seen so much of it so many times that I, I knew that I kind of knew it back and forth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, I, I have a quick question for you. Mm-hmm. When you say you sat down and watched it in one sitting, do you mean like you sat down, pressed play, and never hit pause? Or do you mean like you paused because you had to take Hollis to, to poop? No. And I, then you, you, I don't you take, pressed play. I don't play. take him to poop. He just poops. You don't take him is. in the backyard to poop? No, he poops in his pants. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and then I change his diaper. Mm. That's um, so weird because when, when Athena has to poop, I take her outside. So I, I just thought it was a. It doesn't. I doesn't, thought it was. A, it's not a one to one ratio, but it's close. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I. Yeah, I, I think I had like seen parts of the movie just not cohesively, if that makes sense. Like I felt like I'd seen all of it, but I've never sure. said, like really like watched it. I even like months ago, I'll mention this later, but I watched like a 40 minute breakdown of The Shining. And that was like before we did this episode, so like I know the movie, um, but it's incredible, man. Like it, it, it didn't like. It's not one of those movies that like. It's the kind of horror movies that I like because it's not like it's gonna be like, oh, boo! Here's a scary thing. <laughs> it just like, it just like <laughs> messes with you. What? What's so funny? <laughs> I don't know the way you said boo. It just like this movie just boo. It just makes you feel super just uneasy, you know? Mm-hmm. And Nicholson is so... The whole cast is so good, but, like, watching him is... He's just on his A-game. And there's so... Like you were saying, there's so many details that we w- will not cover all of them in this podcast, but... There's absolutely no way. Like, we could... Now, in the intro, you said uh, there's no way it, w- it would be impossible. It's not impossible. It would just be like like a six-part series. Which we could do one day. Maybe that'd be fun. Um, yeah. But we... But no, but like... Uh, to, I think I said this to you earlier. To your point, I watched a 40-minute video about the this film. They broke down like everything. And then I watched a 15-minute video about this video and they talked about completely different stuff. Like they nothing overlapped and it still was like super in depth. And so um it's just crazy man. Like everything about this movie is so intentional. Like the score, the music's phenomenal, the framing, ev- the direction, the set, the design choices. Um it's nuts. I think it's really really I think it's something. It's something to behold for sure. It certainly is. Well, I I am just giddy to talk about this film, but before we do so, mm. we do need to do two things, right? First of all, we need to tell people who haven't seen this film that spoilers lie ahead. They so do. either buckle up and just listen to us without mm-hmm. seeing the movie or pause, go watch this film. It's available on multiple streaming platforms that you're probably already subscribed to. Is it and really? Because I had to rent it. What's it? What'd you watch it on? 
I watch it on Max. I looked for it on Max. I couldn't find it. It's on Max. I think it's on like I think it's on uh, like Amazon Prime. If you have that, like it's Son it's in. It, I think it's on Hulu. Like it's it's in multiple places. You can you well, can watch this film. I spent four dollars on it, but oh well. Worth every penny. It was. It was very very. If good. you want to rent it, but it is available on Max. I can confirm that. As of the uh, uh, the release of this episode on. October 30th, 2023. Um, mm. So if you're listening to this in like three years, the leasing, you know how like they have like contracts and so like... Hey, Zach, certain Zach, related. <laughs> you look so... You look so mad. I'm so sorry. I'm I'm throwing you back out. Because I was drilling you in, I'm gonna throw you back out. Okay, and look, I'm cutting. I'm cutting the line. I cut the line, so you're free. Didn't have enough water. I'm fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> the can fish you explain, is. Can you explain movie in a minute? For he has a minute to talk about the movie. Reeling it in. <laughs> oh no! What have I done? I can't tell if you're actually bad. Are you actually bad at me? Yes. I've only been I've only actually been mad at you like twice. What it was, was the that second time? time? What was the second time? I know what the first time was. What was the first time? I thought it was when your ex girlfriend said something to me and pissed me off. Yeah, that was the first time. <laughs> yeah. The second time, you know the second time. You know the second time. Uh was it when I didn't tell you where I was when we were recording? I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. When, when, when you were like, all right, I'm here. And I was like, I'm not at that house. I'm at my parents' house. Oh, I wasn't... I was <laughs> frustrated, but I wasn't mad. No, I've only been, like, legitimately mad twice. The second time was when... And then we will talk about the movie, because I'm very excited to talk about the movie. <laughs> the second time was when I spent, like, three weeks trying to coordinate with you to oh, buy World Series tickets. Yeah. And, and you... I won some. You won some. Well, so actually, like I didn't get tickets because I was waiting for you. It was like me and Hannah won them, but yeah. And then and then you got to go after dragging your feet, and I didn't get to go because you drug your feet. And I was like legitimately mad at you for like a week. Yeah, I knew you were gonna be mad when that happened. It just goes um, so that if you drag your feet, the good things happen. <laughs> and then audience uh, listeners, when we tried to talk about it on the podcast, he's obviously texting or looking at like a baby monitor or something. I don't know no, what the fuck I'm, you're doing. I don't know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> I'm getting the timer up. <sighs> I'm about to lose it. <laughs> All right, movie a minute. Here we go. This is The Shining. The Shining. <laughs> it's a Steve Martin reference. It's a Steve Martin reference. You don't get it. Oh. You're not cool. Um, here What's we go. Ready? What's it from? It's from his, one of his own comedy albums that my mom has. And he's talking about putting the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. It was Steve and Martin did that? And he says, timing, 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 timing. He's a funny guy. I'm going to do the movie in a minute now because it's going on too long. You ready? <laughs> what is going on? Yeah, I'm ready. Right, here you go. Uh, you keep shutting me down, so I'm just shutting up. <laughs> I'm not trying to shut you. 
I'm so I'm not trying to shut you down. I'm sorry. I'm gonna cut half of this out just so you know. You made a joke, and then I tried to like say like, "Hey, what was that joke? Haha, that's so funny." And you're like, "Shut up. We gotta do movie in a minute. We gotta talk <laughs> about this fucking movie right now." <laughs> I'm just gonna regain my composure. That's a long sip. <laughs> You should have done that in the intro, just the entire time. Next week. <laughs> That's funny. All right, here we go. Next week, it'll be double funny because it's my week. <laughs> <laughs> Please, that'd be so funny. That'd be hilarious. And I'll just be like, I'm just straight face, nothing. All right, here we go. Okay, this is a movie in a minute. The Shining. In three, two, one, go. Okay, so Jack Torrance is, he's got a job at a hotel to be the caretaker for five months because it closes because he can't get to it because of the ice. So he's like, yeah, that's fine. I want to be alone. He's a writer. He's struggling. He brings his family. He has a wife and a son. Uh, they get there, and the person in the hotel is like, hey, by the way, this guy murdered his family here. It's kind of creepy, but whatever. He's like, that's cool. So they're doing, you know, they're living there for like a, a few months, and Jack can't write. He's getting frustrated. Uh, they're totally alone and caught up in the world. So weird things start happening. You know, he starts seeing some ghosts. Danny gets choked out in room 237, and uh, Jack kind of snaps. He starts going more and more crazy. So he's talking to ghosts and stuff. Finally, he, like, loses it. He grabs an axe. Uh, he's gonna come kill his family, but uh, the 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 dude uh, who can have have the shining comes. He kills him. Uh, so he busts down the door. He's like, "Here's Johnny." He goes into the maze with uh, his son, and then he gets frozen to death. Yep, went a little off the rails there at the end. Sorry. <coughs> no, that was good. Perfect. 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 Let's do it. All right, cool. The shining. So, uh, right away we get the like. Crazy. I'm not gonna say it's not a drone shot because it was like the, the 70s when it was filmed. But the like aerial shot, you know, of the mountains. Mm-hmm. And what the they music. do like a helicopter? Like how how they get prob- that? Yeah, probably like a helicopter uh, or some sort of plane. Um, but like the music, that's what I always remember from the that that opening is the music is just wah, super. Wah, yeah, just wah, like super, like wah. super, just dissonant. It's very edgy. Mm-hmm. Edgy in the sense of like it makes you feel on edge, not like it's edgy, like rock or anything. But um, to me, what's funny to me is like even that. This may be strange to me because, uh, just stylistically, it's to me it's sort of unlike anything else. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> what? I, I'm trying to explain it, like. I don't know how to explain this in a way that makes sense, but like, if you see like a clip of The Shining, right, mm-hmm. and then try just try and see where I'm going with this because it's kind of like a modern perception of it. If you see like a clip of The Shining, the million, the thing you've seen many times, the Here's Johnny, all that kind of stuff, and then you play that intro like without context, you tell somebody, "Hey, here's this other clip." I feel like you wouldn't think that's the intro to The Shining. Like even that music is like, but for some reason when you put it together, it like it's this perfectly cohesive. Does that make sense? Yes, 
it does. It's hard for me to have a frame of reference because I've known The Shining as long as as far back as I can remember. So it's hard mm-hmm. for me to, you know. But it works. It's it makes you. It's a really unsettling mm-hmm. first first little sequence there. Right. Um. But it's beautiful. It's beautiful scenery. Uh. But then we meet Jack, who. He, I think you texted me. I gotta go back through my stream of consciousness messages from you. He said something where it's like, when he even gets to the hotel the first time, you're like, this dude is not okay. No, it wasn't when he got to the hotel the first time. Like when he went to interview, uh, I mean, he's a little like, uh, what? What? <laughs> you sent me so many messages that I, I don't always get to you read them all. And you I, didn't read and them, I, and I just read what you said under this one. <laughs> Oh goodness, that one will stay between us. Uh, um, it's when he's coming back with his family and they're in the car, and like he he already looks like he's fed up with them, like from the first yeah. like they're like maybe an hour into their three and a half hour drive, and uh, he he seems to be fed up with them. Well, it's like <clears throat> all he ever really shows is like just impatience and like. Like a like a general annoyance of their existence. You know what I mean? Does it that makes make sense? it it makes me question in terms of just like base basic plot, um why he even brought them. Yeah. You know, like why not why not just let them stay at home? Uh perhaps because uh, it was so long. Danny didn't even want to go. Or I mean Toby. What was his name? His little finger friend? Toby. 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 I think it's to- Tony. It's Tony. 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 It's Tony. Um, <clears throat> well, it's funny because, like, uh, maybe it's just because of the duration of how long he would have been gone. That's why he was like, I guess you guys got to come with me. But, yeah, he uh, he's not exactly the nicest. Well, maybe not nicest. Well, yes, nicest, but, like, the most charming and endearing person. Mm-mm. Um. And, like, even in that, like, interview, everything kind of feels phoned in. Like, all of his smiles feel kind of, like, backhanded or forced. You know what I mean? He's just kind of doing it to kind of get through the interview. Uh, But we do find out early on, before they move, that he has, in fact, hurt Danny um, once. He dislocated his shoulder during a, in, in a drunken rage. Uh, so we see that he has like a like a like a violent streak. Well, the way it's painted by Wendy mm. is that it's just one of those things, you know. It's the same yeah. thing you do a hundred times to a child, but he'd been drinking and he pulled a little too hard. Yeah, it's not the kind of thing you do a hundred times to a child, ex- especially when you're drunk. But but it's sad because like that's <clears throat> the whole dynamic between them is super interesting because. He and Danny obviously don't seem close, and he doesn't. I don't think he says a single good thing to uh, Wendy, except he says one. He says one line that's, if you don't have, if you read just the script, it seems really sweet, but in context, it's terrifying. Um, Wendy, darling, light of my life, <laughs> light of my life, light um, of my life. But she is ever supportive, ever defending of him, and always 
I guess trying to be like, oh, you know, like it's gonna be great, it's gonna be amazing. You're great. You're, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it does paint an interesting uh, dynamic be- be- between them, you know, because at the core of this movie is is really it's you know Jack, uh, and kind of his descent, I guess. You know what I mean? Yep. This is random, but I just thought about it. This is not in order, but you mentioned a lot of references to fairy tales. Um, I think you mentioned that. Did you mention it that did. To me? Uh, and I'm not sure why that just popped in my head, but it just popped in my head. So what did you mean? Because that was mentioned in one of the videos that I watched and how Jack is kind of this... It's it, Someone said it was like the three little pigs and the big bad wolf, but we watch it from the wolf's perspective. Like he's... Well, I mean, that's literally, literally mentioned. Well, yes, that is true. He literally says like, I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house down, right? Yeah. But I mean, there's there are a lot, a lot, a lot of of fairy tale references. Do you want me to, Do you want me to go through them? Yeah, let's do it. Or or just like cartoons and fairy tales. So um, near the beginning, when uh, the doctor comes to to talk to Danny and like mm-hmm. try and fix because because Danny, I, my only assumption is that it looked like he had a seizure or something or he passed out. Right. So the doctor comes and checks on him. In the background of that scene. Uh, you see Goofy, like on the wall, and Goofy's wearing yellow shoes, jeans, and like a red like sweater top. Uh, Shelly Duvall is literally wearing yellow shoes, like a, a red sweater top with like a blue like blouse over it. Here, let me see if I can send you these pictures. I was about to say, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. Can I can I send this to you in here? Yeah. No. Can you just no. text it to me? Uh, no, I can't because I don't have a MacBook. Click oh, this wait. link. I got it. Yeah, I got it. Copy. Do you see these pictures? I'm pulling them up right now. Do you see? Wow. I do see. So, um, that's a reference. I'm not really sure. It, it could either be, I think it's just like trying to allude to like the, like it's setting the stage for these uh, like cartoon and, and fairy tale references. So in the beginning of the film, we hear Roadrunner in the background, um, and you know, meet me. And there's Wiley Coyote, who looks like a, like a big bad wolf, which is what uh, uh, Jack Torrance is alluded to be like the big bad wolf, yeah. right? He's like this hairy, you know, and I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house down or whatever. Uh, and he literally like. Danny literally runs away from him into the the maze, and you know, Roadrunner's whole thing is that he like tricks the coyote and and wins, and then the coyote meets like an untimely death, right, or like gets crushed yeah. by an anvil or something, and so he literally like runs into the maze at the end of the movie. Sorry, spoiler alert for the end. Uh, circles back like on his own footsteps, so he outsmarts the coyote, and then the the coyote meets an untimely end. Um. We can talk about room 237 and how it seems like it's a metaphor for like Hansel and Gretel. So first of all, Hansel and Gretel is mentioned by Wendy, or Mm -hmm. it's like alluded to by Wendy because she says like, you could get lost in here unless you leave a trail of breadcrumbs, right? Um, And, you know, Hansel and Gretel and like the, the witch or whatever, her whole thing is that she like entices these kids in uh, with like food, and then like turns into a witch. Right? Yeah, 
just like in room 237, uh, this like naked woman entices Jack in, and then when he like is like engrossed in like what he's doing, turns into this gross, nasty old witch thing. Yeah. So it's, it's just, just a lot of <coughs> there's a lot of references. I mean, I, I mean, I, Kubrick's thing is that like in in interviews and uh, like when talking about the film, he's never gonna like say this is what this means. Yeah. But so again, it's like the Swifty thing where people are just like picking up on it <laughs> and like crafting theories, right? But it is like unmistakable how many references there are. I think. So I just thought it really interesting. What were you gonna? You 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 look like you wanted to talk with your face. Well, it's funny because now I'm like going down this rabbit hole of what the uh, of of your of the side that you sent me. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. Like there's just so much. It's one of my one of the things that I didn't um, that I didn't realize. And this is just things like I said. I hadn't really sat down and watched the movie, but. It's crazy how all of these things, <clears throat> they're so subliminal that they just sort of impact you without you even knowing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, have you heard of something called Mickey Mousing? No, I have no idea what that is. What's Mickey Mousing? Um, hopefully I got the term right, but it's something that I saw in a video that was about like audio. It's like a, it's like a way to score, score a, a piece, like a, like, a, like a visual piece. And it comes from the old Mickey Mouse cartoons where... They were silent, so all they had was music, and every single movement was accentuated with a sound, like a piece of music. Mm-hmm. Like if mm-hmm. they if they shook something, the music would be like a really crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if they yes, if they, pick up if they swayed, it would be fluid. If they were jagged, you know that kind of stuff. And I watched this whole breakdown on like how after the edit was locked, they didn't do this on set, wasn't planned. The guy who did the music, I need to think of his name. What's his name? What's his name? Music by, uh, it says Wendy Carlos and Rachel L. Klein. That's some of the names that I saw that was given in this. Somebody else, it doesn't matter. They found music that like fit every little movement and there's even scenes where, like, there's a scene, it's just like the scene where Jack and Danny are sitting in the bed and, like, he's talking to him. Danny's got, like, a Mickey Mouse shirt on. And, like, the it's crazy that, like, how the music is, uh, like, they'll ask a question, the music inflects up, and they'll answer mm-hmm. and then it'll come down. Or, like, they'll turn, he, like, when he gets out to go to room t- uh, 237, every step he takes and movement is accented with like a little piece of music and it was like a pre-recorded piece of music it wasn't made for the film um that's a long shot but maybe think of it like with the with goofy and stuff and it's just it, that it wouldn't be surprising if that was on purpose like his, his shirt you know what i'm saying like all those kind of things i just think it's fascinating yep. but what i was going to say is one of the things that i saw in like one of the breakdowns before i watched the movie like for real and then when i was watching it i was like i was like oh shit this is so right and it's super weird uh is that the hotel is impossible yeah like it's so impossible like deeply impossible it's not just one or two things right so you have um Ullman he's the like hotel manager right yeah his office has a window that looks like it's pointing outside, but it's like in the center of the building and it, 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 
like if you walk around because you see them walk around uh, multiple times. You know, Wendy's running at one point. They're walking just to do the tour, and on the other side is just a hallway, so there's no window there. Um, can I go through a list again? Yeah, yeah please. <laughs> do please, mind because I've I've got this list in front of me, and I think it's just fascinating. So they walk through the Colorado Lounge, right? And they're walking through. And then they come to like a hallway that's underneath the stairs where Wendy's got the bat. And she's like, no, get away, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And when they're in that hallway, in the back of that hallway, these two girls, which I want to talk about these two girls, come through with this luggage. Um, but the layout of the room, they would have just like been coming from outside, which wouldn't have made sense because we would have seen them walking. And why would they take the luggage outside and then back in? So it's just... but. All this to say, um, there's more. Like their their bedroom is yeah. is uh, looks like there's windows on like three sides. But when they when when Danny comes out the window at the end, you can see that it's it's on a wall. So there couldn't have been windows on three sides. Um, all kinds of stuff, man. Like Dan, uh, Danny when he's on his little tricycle going through. At one point, he drives past room two thirty seven, and it's on the left. He takes a couple corners and drives past through room 237. You think he does like a loop, but it's on the right, like it's on the other side. Like just really interesting stuff. Um, the maze changes yeah. in the film. And it's it's actually like there have been interviews and people talked about how they're not sure if, if Kubrick was just like fucking with people or like as a joke or if he was doing it to literally create like this confusion on the actors and the crew but like while they were filming the maze that they were working in like literally changed and people would get lost in it um crazy (laughs) isn't that isn't that wild um but all like so the theory goes like this person who did this deep deep analysis with maps oh one more sorry i'm addying right now you're good you're good but i'm gonna say something after this but go on the freezer, when, when they're doing the tour and uh, Dick is taking them into the freezer, it's on one side, like right next to his office. And then when they come out, it's on the opposite side of the hall. And there was an interview where someone talked about how, like, when they were filming that, someone pointed out to Stanley that it was inconsistent. And he was like, no, 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 we're coming out from this door. So, like, he wanted... But the thing is, like, he kept all this... Like, he didn't tell people why he would do these things, or at least no one's come out in interviews and said, like, oh, he did this because of this. It's like he intentionally wanted to, like, keep people in the dark with his intention. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. know. It's, just, it's super fascinating. So I was going to say, and then you can finish your thought, because you said somebody had, like, a deep, deep dive into it, <laughs> is that the, the the actual, like, practical reason for this is that, you know, a lot of the exterior and interior shots are actually different places, just so people, in case people didn't know that, like, there is a hotel that, where most of it was shot, and it's kind of known as, like, the Shining Hotel. It's real, Mm -hmm. but, like, there's other places where, like, certain parts of the hotel were different places, and so, in real, no? Practically, they built an entire set for this movie, 
And if they wanted it to be consistent, they could have made it consistent. They made it well, confusing. So they, uh, wait, I thought there's like an actual hotel that, that they use because it's like They famous. based it, they, hold on, give me one second. Let me find the, the specific well, paragraph. Cause, cause so they, mm, they based it on. on the Timberland Lodge uh, and the, uh, the exterior footage is of the, tim- the Timberland Lodge. That's like the real okay. Timberland Lodge. Um, but they built a set in England to mimic the exterior of the Timberland Lodge and uh, the inside was built to look like another hotel, which has a completely different look. And anyways, like it was, a, it was an entire set that they built out, right? Okay, so so they could have, they could have yeah. made it consistent. They could have made it where this was, door goes yeah. here, you know. I was and, thinking and of that. N- but my, so. my point was that even that, even so, someone's job is to make sure that that's consistent. And so with someone as detailed as Kubrick, this wouldn't be an accident. Like these details, these wouldn't have uh, um, gone unnoticed. So tell me about this guy's theory. Cause I, this, this, for some reason, this is one of the most fascinating parts of the movie for me. Uh, it's all about misdirection. Like when they arrive at this hotel, they are in a, uh, they're they're like descending deeper and deeper into a maze of insanity, uh, of confusion. Like it's just yeah. I mean, it, it's hard to say like this means this, but it's it's about misdirection. It's about keeping uh, the audience on edge, but also the characters in the film are also being misdirected. You know, like like Danny drives past room two thirty seven twice. You know what I mean? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Um, there's a scene in the kitchen, sorry, where uh, oh, yeah. there's like this this huge like workstation where you would like chop meat or something, mm-hmm. and it's obviously there. And then later in the film, when when Jack is like limping with an axe to go kill Dick, it's not there. He walks right through where the the workstation would have been, and it's little things like that where if they built this set out for this film, which they did. These things wouldn't be inconsistent like this unless it was intentional, unless it was literally trying to like convey this sense of like misdirection and being lost within a maze. And think about when when uh, Wendy and Danny are in the maze, Jack is looking at like a little like model of the maze and he's yeah. looking like yeah. like you know, sky like bird's eye view or whatever, and you can see them in the maze. Yeah. But even then, the maze that you actually see them in is different. It's way more complex than the model that you see Jack looking at before. It's like the like the bird's eye view or the map that's outside the maze. Um, there are certain points in the film where the entrance to the maze is facing away from the hotel, and then at the end when like the chase happens, the entrance to the maze is facing the hotel when it's like snowing. Yeah. You know things like this that. Yep. They built this set. It wouldn't be inconsistent if they used one set. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, to, to me, yes. I'm I'm also, like, this website's amazing, so I'm, like, kind of scrolling through it as you're talking. I, uh, um, yeah, like, it just, I remember, this is, this is weird. Just hang with me. I was 10 I'm years hanging. ago, you know, because you came to visit me when I was in the hospital for, like, a week. Uh, all this stuff where, like, um, I remember being taken to places and being like, this, 
the complexity of this makes me anxious. Like I get anxiety from how complicated this is. And you just like walk through the like you on their tour, you're like, this is impossible to follow. And it's impossible to follow because it literally is impossible. But to make it more and more complicated and it's so brilliant because it's not like <laughs> it's not like a plot point. You know what I mean? We're like Shelly right. Shelly opens the door and it's nowhere and she's like, What's going on? It's just like you're watching it and you're kind of suddenly like it's going on. Where are they? Like what is going on? Mm-hmm. Like the like last like the whole May scene, it's impossible to fig- to follow them as I think it should be. You're watching and you're like, how does anybody know where they are? How does Danny know where he is? You know what I'm saying? Like Yeah. I know I I I get that he and um, Shelly, he and Wendy went to the center. They found their way out. Blah 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 blah. But like, he just makes like it's like it's like a bunch of it's like a hundred right turns and eighty left turns, and it's like that can't be correct. Like, there's no way. And I think it just makes you just super disoriented. I think it's brilliant. I think it's even just some of the shots. Like this movie just makes you you don't know what to think. And mm-hmm. I think that's perfectly on par, you know, like the shots of what is it like when they go out to the maze the first time and Jack's just like standing in the window, just like his mouth yeah. like kind of open, just sort of with the the iconic Kubrick stare. Yeah, where, like he's like just like, like f- faces tilted down, and his eyes are looking out. That shows yeah. that someone's like becoming insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. That's the look. Um, but just like those things where it's like, I just think it's so good. Like I remember when, when he sees the, the twins that you wanted to talk about, we can talk about them now if you want. When, when he's, we see the twins a few times, um, when he finally turns, uh, which this is the reason everyone's afraid of hotels, hotel hallways. They're always so creepy because this movie, at least in my opinion. Um, yeah, but the, the two girls are at the end of the hallway uh, and you know, they finally say they come play with us, Danny. And I love how, like, I, to to me, this is what I think. This is the kind of horror that I like. He's just looking at him, and I guess he's having visions, like he's having The Shining or whatever. And we cut to them murdered, like the two girls. The room is just covered in blood, and they're like laying there dead. Mm-hmm. And I love that the music's just sort of building, building building and Danny's you know like looking scared freaking out but whenever it cuts to the to the girls who like like when they're dead there's no like duh none of that it just sh- it just shows you for a second and you're like what the hell you know like I just think that's so good I think it's such some people might be like what is going on but to me that's like oh that's you know what I'm saying it's just anxiety inducing apparently and again I think this is the only Kubrick, Kubrick film I've seen, but apparently this is like one of his tools. It's called unannounced dream sequences, where it just fucking happens. It's just like boom, dream sequence, yeah. boom, um, and it's I don't know. It's really good. So I want to talk about the twins because well, I, I want to talk about foreshadowing in general because there's a lot of foreshadowing in this film. But since we're talking about the twins, I can we, we can talk about the twins right now. Sorry, I have my hand raised. Yes, Hunter. I have a comment about the twins that also relates to our previous comment about misdirection and being confused. Okay, let's do that before we move on. We get, there's other things that are like, 
close enough to make you think they're right, but just slightly off. And one of those is the story of Grady, right? He Jack is told about the caretaker Grady and how he killed his two daughters, who mm-hmm. were different ages. And sure. we see the twins, and they're twins. Well, yeah, they, they were portrayed by twins. They're twins, so that's they could wrong. Be, they uh, could be. When we talk to Grady in the bathroom, does he say, I have twin daughters, or does he say, I have two beautiful daughters? He, has, he, has, he says he has two, but his first name's wrong, too. Yeah, that's true. But I just I I think that's good. I think it's I think it adds to like wait a second. Like it the adds confusion. to like it adds the to like confusion. hold on, did I remember that wrong? You know? Like Well, anyway. and like on the on the misdirection and like the little things like that, I was texting you about how um uh Jack had his wallet. So this all happened in like the same day where like he gets in a fight with Wendy cause, cause, or not he doesn't get in a fight, but he gets yelled at because uh Little Danny's been choked, and Wendy thinks that he did it. So then he goes to the bar, and he's like, man, I need a drink. I would sell my soul for a drink right now. Then yep. the ghosts show up, right, which is yep. like, I mean, that was a little, like, uh, on the nose. But it was really good. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but his, his, his wallet's empty. Mm-hmm. He has no money. Uh, he goes back. Well, no, Wendy runs in with a bat and says, there's someone in here. He goes and makes out with the the rotting woman. Yeah, comes back, says I didn't see anything, and then goes back to the bar. Like this all happens in the same day, right? Like, yeah, he, he's, he's, he never like goes to his be- bedroom and says, "Let me pick up my money." He yeah. just like goes back, and then he's got money in his wallet. Yeah. So again, like just like inconsistencies that I don't think are a sign of, um, like poor attention to detail. I think it's all going towards this misdirection and it's like yeah you know and it's funny too because when he pulls out the money they say your money's no good here like you don't need you know so it's it's as if he hasn't like i just think i don't know i think it's uh because he's already sold his soul he's already paid well like that that scene sorry we're we're gonna go back to to the twins but that scene when he goes back when it's like the whole ball is happening it's crowded now you know Mm -hmm. and delbert Uh, spills the yeah yeah yeah, yep uh whatever on his shirt one of the videos that I watched about like the the music stuff, it they apparently I'm not sure how they have this information, but they had access to like because he's he's like dancing along, he's like dancing to the music. It's different mm-hmm. music. Like they, I guess, so he missed, maybe they talked to somebody. I don't know, but they they know the song that was played on set that he danced to, and in post they picked a different song, and so I think it's interesting because it's like it's off. Like you see it, and it's just like. Yeah. Something's off. Something's off. But, it's it's small stuff. It's so good. But it's in it's intentional. Also, on this note, and we can just keep going on this note, on this That's note, fine. back yeah, and yeah. forth. And if yeah. we do that until we hit an hour mark, that'd be cool. But well, on this we note, we can go past an hour probably. Um, they they would do like fifty takes. Oh, dude! Yes, for it's a just, shot. It's sometimes the staircase. So, There's the staircase scene. Yeah. Well, yeah, the staircase scene. There was a scene where uh, I think, I think Dick was li- literally just saying like "Hi, Danny," and Kubrick made him do it like eighty-five times, and the guy got really, really upset. And he was like, "What the hell do you want, Stanley? What do you want from me? Like, what, what do you want me to do?" Um, but he did that, and sometimes it's so fascinating because the doctor that like uh, assesses Danny at the beginning of the movie. Apparently they did that take 65 times. <clears throat> the first take that they shot is the one that's in the film. 
But then there are, there are other shots where like uh, uh, Jack has dialogue and he's talking to like the 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 the, the, the hotel manager or mm-hmm. you know someone else, and they made they made him do it so many times. And one of the people who helped edit the film did an interview and said it's it's so crazy because there were much better takes, but Kubrick didn't want the best take. He wanted like the most eccentric take. Mm-hmm. And so he would l- intentionally make Jack Nicholson do the same thing like 65 times to annoy him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then yeah. like when he like looked annoyed, that's the take that they would use. Yeah, well, it, there was... Yeah, the stories of like that when Wendy has the bat, and it's like yeah, she like that because she, because Shelley Duvall is literally exhausted, right? Like right to like she's and that's I'm not condoning that. That's like it's borderline abuse, you know, if not actual yeah. abuse because like and she's she's spoken out about that many times. Yeah, she has said that it was a terrible experience, but it's like Wendy looks like she's got nothing left because. Shelley she Duvall literally doesn't. Nothing left when she yeah. took that 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 cut. Um, but yeah, like it's just that's what's so weird about this movie is that some of the stuff is like there's there's some lines like that Jack Nicholson says where it's just like, how do you say that in a way that makes me afraid of you? You know what I'm saying? Like, or how do you say that in a way that makes me know that you are angry or know like even when he's telling Danny like I love you I would never hurt you it's just like ah, mm-hmm. I think you would I think you would actually I think you hate him or are evil you know what I'm saying but um, I, like I love the like little ways when because it happens a few times I'm not sure who I know Danny asks him or I know I know that when he asks him or they're like do you like it here and he's just like the way he's just like oh I love it like he says it in ways where it's just like, ugh, it's just eerie, it's just eerie. Anyway, the twins, yeah. the twins. So let's talk about foreshadowing in general because there's a lot of it in this film. Uh, let's talk about the twins first. Even though we've jumped a bunch of other places, I want to talk about the twins. So when they enter, when they get to the hotel, there's like three sets of women that like walk in unison to like take their luggage to their room. Um, and two of them say goodbye to Mr. Ullman because, you know, the hotel is shutting down. Mm-hmm. And they say it, like, in unison. And so the theory is that these, like, pairs of women are, like, foreshadowing for the, the twins that we will that we will see later on. Yeah, which is, that's fascinating. Which is, it is um, interesting. Sorry, now oh. I'm like, what? Where we, no, where do you want to go? Well, like, I'm looking at this chapter list. I love this... Uh, I love this site that you sent. By the way, uh, this is a site called Collative Learning. Collative Learning. Mm C-O-L-L-A-T-I-V-E learning.com. This is a guy named Rob Ager. Um, He's a film critic that does these really deep dives, and he's done a shit ton of films. Uh, And the text deep dives, like the one that, that, that we're you know, uh, using to supplement right now. Uh, most of them are free. He does have videos. He has paid videos that he has on his website because oh, gotcha. they're, like, so in-depth. Um, but, but yeah, his shit, like, this is amazing reading through this. Yeah, um, this is wild. 
you, we can talk about mirrors and symmetry if well, you want to. Uh, yeah, that's that's crazy. One of my favorite scenes, which we can, this can like kind of lead to it because I'm on the crazy mm-hmm. Jack chapter right now. But uh, there's such subtle things. I love uh, the scene where he he's accused of beating Danny, right? And mm-hmm. there's that look of great like where he's like looks like dumbfounded. <laughs> yes, and, and, and I think that's. I couldn't tell if that was genuine. Like he's like, I, I didn't, I didn't, or if it was like somehow sarcastic. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, right? Like it's so right. it's played so well, and Jack is, I think, you know. So S- Stephen King has kind of disavowed this version. He doesn't care for this version. He even made his own miniseries that apparently is bad. I don't know, and I haven't read The Shining, but apparently in the book, and this is all apparently this is secondhand information. I, I haven't read it. Apparently in the book, Jack is much more sympathetic and he's kind of a f- good father figure who has some struggles and it's the hotel that like grips him and drives him insane. And I feel like yeah. in, in Kubrick's version, he's just already evil and it's just amplified. Well, I'm not sure if he's already evil or if he's just like deeply disturbed and then uh, when he gets to the hotel, it like takes over. But I do want to point out that there are a litany Litany means like a bunch, right? It does, yeah. Yes. Cool, good cool, word, cool. good word, good choice. There are a litany of differences between the book and this film to the point where it's clear that, and, and Kubrick has talked about this in interviews, that uh, the, the book is just like a shell in which mm-hmm. Kubrick is telling his own story. Like, this is not supposed to be, like, some, you know, faithful adaptation yeah. of the book. Because it's just, it's incredibly different. Like you said, the hotel is, like, this entity in the book that, like, takes over. Um, there's these fucking, like, hedge uh, creatures, like, animals, like, you know, like, animals carved into hedges that, like, yeah. come alive and attack Danny. And, like, all kinds of stuff happens in the book that does not happen in the film. The book doesn't have a river of blood coming out of an elevator. Yeah, um, you know, Which like it's you, just, I, I've heard that the book is amazing. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's very different. But <clears throat> I love the scene where, uh, so after he's accused, he goes to the bar. He's all pissed off. Mm-hmm. And again, it's so subtle. But when you're watching it, I don't know. Like you, I feel like you you have to kind of see it. But I actually really saw it this time. When he's walking down that hallway and he's having like his little mini fit, mini tantrum. I love his I love his mini tantrum. Every time he does that, throws his arms or like swipes at the air, is when he's passing a mirror. Yeah, it's you're brilliant. Right. It's brilliant. It's like the the thought of his own reflection just drives up. You know what I'm saying? Like I think those tiny little details are just mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, so good. So good. And there's tons of mirrors. There's mirrors everywhere. And the, gosh, I think it's the, there's so many shots. I think it's of Jack where like, I think it's when he wakes up in the morning, I think, where it's like we, we, we cut to him and you think it's just him, but then we pan out and it's like there were his reflections. It's, it's the room. Such a cool yeah. shot. Such a cool but shot. But not, not just that. So that mirror in the bedroom and the, the angle that we're looking at it from, like basically where he's at in bed and like mm-hmm. looking out, that mirror, uh, there's a lot of like parallels between mirrors and doors, mirrors and doors. Like we yeah. see mirrors pointing at doors. We see, uh, <coughs> go to chapter five. <laughs> I'm there. Um, I'm there. Um, 
so that mirror is precisely where Danny's door is. Like if you went through the wall, that's where Danny's door is. Like in the in their little suite, their little bedroom mm-hmm. suite. Yeah. Which is I don't know, just really interesting. Yeah, like there's this one where like him and uh, Wendy are framed, and there's a mirror to the left, and directly in that mirror is another door. Like, mm-hmm. and sometimes that door is open, and you're just looking down this long hallway through this mirror. Um, when when Wendy's like freaking out, running into the bathroom with Danny, trying to get him out the window, the bathroom like little mirror, you know, those little mirror cabinets that open up. Yeah, but like yeah. toothpaste in there, nothing else, just toothpaste. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's, framed, it's facing. It's framed on the door. It's framed on the door. Yeah. That's so interesting and because, yeah, go on. You could say that this is all, well, it could have its own, like, symbolism, but it really comes to a head when uh, Red Rum, when Wendy, like, wakes up and murder is written on the door in the mirror, and it's the reflection yeah. of it that, sh- that she's seeing, right? What were you going to say? His voice is so creepy when he's Tony. Yeah. Red Rum. Red Rum. Red Rum. Um, but then also, if, like architecturally, like there, well, there, there are shots that look like mirrors of each other. So the the hallway scene with the twins, mm-hmm. and yep. like it's so symmetrical. Uh, when Danny is in that hallway and he's playing with his little action figures, and the ball comes mm-hmm. and it's looking down, and you see that room two thirty seven's open. That hallway is like super symmetrical. Um, the the elevator with the river of blood, even though the river of blood's coming out one side, it's super symmetrical, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> it's it's just fascinating. What does yeah. it mean? I just think, I don't know, it's like, it's just so, it's just, a, I think it's so masterfully done that it's just enough to like, make you crazy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> Like in the sense of like, there was a quote that that he gave in an interview where it was like, uh, um, if you were, I'm I'm not sure how what the context was, but he was saying like if you were supposed to, if you were gonna show like a man's descent into insanity, realistically, like that would take years. It takes forever. It's just a little, like it's really small things. But within a fantasy film, you can show it faster, and you can show it. You can get a point across. But mm-hmm. I think these tiny little things are so good because to me, that's like what it takes. It's a lot of tiny little things that start to happen. Yeah. That eventually like push him. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, and it's like it's wa- it's wild, man. Like when he gets into when it, when 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 he's just like, "Hey, how's it going?" and he's like. He like loses his mind. He's like, "Cause you're distracting me," and you come in here, and it's just like, "We're gonna set a new rule when you hear me typing." That's whether you don't hear me typing or whatever the fuck you hear. Yeah, yeah, it's like I don't know. But then, then I think it's fascinating because we're already we're already fascinated. But like when he takes that drink and he that's like his shift. And he starts to really like lean into like the hotel, and Grady kind of gives him mm-hmm. the task of like correcting his family, you know. Um, but Jet scene, like he's in it for like two scenes. What well, just scene for one, I think, because he kind of comes back when he's in the freezer. But uh, he, Grady's creepy as hell. Like it's such a great scene. Um, but the scene, the the confrontation with Wendy is 
to me like the best one of the best sequences, best horror sequences ever, where he's like, "Let's talk," you know, that whole se- sequence. Um, and what does she say? Where he like mimics her. Um, well, I'm not sure what the line is. So it's not this, but she says something in the right word. Where he's like, she's like, "I'm very confused," and he's like, "I'm very confused." Like he's just like. I don't even, it's so creepy and it's so cold. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, Mm -hmm. you have to feel for Wendy because she was like, what's happened? And there's just nothing. And what does he say where he's like, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains in. You know? Wendy. Wendy, Darling. (laughs) Light light of my life. Of my life. You didn't let me finish my sentence. I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going <sighs> to bash your brains in. I'm just going to bash them right the fuck in. It makes me realize that when he played Joker, he just kind of played himself with a smile. Or like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like he has this sort of menace down. Yeah. Um, Although they did do that like 40 times or whatever. So maybe he was legitimately angry. Um, I want to talk because the foreshadowing is just insane. It's just, mm. it's insane. I want to talk about this. I don't care that we're over an hour. I don't care. So when uh, Danny's talking to Mr. Halloran, Dick, and uh, they're sitting there, and I think Danny's eating ice cream. He's got, like, chocolate on his face, right? And um, he asks him if he's scared of, the, if he's scared of this place. Mm-hmm. And uh, up until that point, it's just, like, Dick's face. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Mr. Halloran's face, Danny's face, Mr. Hall- you know, it's like sh- tracking, it's just like a shot of whoever's talking. But when he says, are you scared of this place? It pans out to a wide shot and you see the knives yep. like right above Danny's head. Like the, the knives that, uh, oh, you know, yeah. Shelly or uh, uh, Wendy grabs Wendy one grabs. later in the film. Um, um, go on. Um, the tricycle wheels, when he's, the first time he's doing his lap, and you hear him going on carpet, and it gets like quiet, and then the floorboards, and it's like wow, and then carpet, and then floorboards, yeah. And the alternating of the sound, uh, the the music in the in the like final sequence where he's running out in the maze, if you line them up, they sound, they line up. It's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, That's insane. When when Jack is throwing the tennis ball above the fireplace, um, if you line that up with when Jack is chopping down the door, it lines up. The thud of like the tennis ball matches up with like the 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 axe hitting the door. Like it's just it gets so crazy. Uh, when Wendy at the beginning of the film, or not like the beginning, but like it's like the first month, you know, like the title card first like one month has gone by or whatever, and she's bringing breakfast to Jack. She walks the same path that Mr. Halloran walks when he gets you know, hitting the chest with the axe. Mm-hmm. The second she gets to the spot where he gets killed, uh, it cuts to a new shot, and it's like kind of suspenseful music. So it's like when she gets to that point where he died, that's when this that scene like ends. It's just, it's insane. It's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, like I'm looking through all these things and it's showing a bunch of different, like the smallest little things where... Uh, where am I at? Yeah, like there's there's a uh, 
the entrance to the gold room. Uh, and this is not foreshadowing. This is this is like just playing on that, where it's like these all mm-hmm. and these, all these these little details. The entrance to the gold room. There's a sign that says the gold room is on the right side of the door, where you can look through and you can see all the all the pictures from like where we actually see Jack at the end. And you see that, and then when when um, Dick is killed, the the um, sign has switched sides for just some reason. It's also like a mm-hmm. different room. It's just like the entrance, and then at the end of it, it switched switched back. And then there's one where like there's a there's like a hallway uh, that has the elevators at the end, and then Wendy's like yeah. running through it, and there's like a glass case of stuff. And then at the end, when she's running, she turns and she sees the guy with like the bloody head, you know. Right. Uh, yeah, holding the wine the, glass or whatever. And the, the elevators are gone, but the glass case is still there, but the pictures are gone on the walls. And it's yeah. just like, what is happening? It's just so good, man. It's just so Meanwhile, good. Um, and <sighs> I don't know. This is just like icing on the cake, but like the chanting music, because it becomes clear that this, this hotel is like occupied <laughs> you know, yeah. like spirits or whatever. And then you just hear this like chanting, like I don't even know what the fuck they're saying. Which this but one is on an Indi- in Indian burial ground. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This one is confirmed on an Indian burial yes. ground. Um, I don't know. It's just it's it's great. We could talk for hours. I I would love to, but I do need to get to sleep at some point. And no, I know. Uh, 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 there's only so much episode. Um, what do you think, what do you think, uh, the ending picture means? Is that just a way of saying, like, because there's a, there's a, like, the scene with Grady, the scene with Grady where, uh, he's like, no, you were always, you've always been the caretaker here. Mm-hmm. And then, you what, know? 1920, se- 27? Something, I don't know what yeah, it is. It's very much the Hotel California vibes where it's like, you've always been here. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what it means. I think it's just supposed to be... But I, I do know that there was... Uh, apparently, there was a scene that, that was cut from the film in which, uh, like, when Wendy is looking through his um, manuscript and it's just, like, all play and or all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Yeah. Uh, there's a picture on his desk, and this is fascinating. There's a picture on his desk, and it's a party, and he's the in, he's the centerpiece of the picture, and it's 1999, which would have been the future. What? Yeah, that's deleted. It's not in this. It's not in the film, obviously. That's crazy. Yeah. I was I was I was looking at something I I didn't get a chance to read through because I didn't want to listen to to miss what you were saying but it seemed like there's little hints at like previous generations of Mr. Torrance like sprinkled throughout that's just crazy I mean I think I think that's you can take it as literally as you want but to me it's that is that thing of like oh it's, it's this maybe it's like this was always meant to happen like this is he's well you're saying what I'm saying? yeah like. Or maybe he literally sold his soul to the hotel, and then now that that's happened, he's like become part of it to the point where like, as far back as he can remember, because Delbert Grady or whatever Grady, whatever his name was, you know, at the beginning of the film, he it wasn't that long ago that he like it was like ten years ago or something, right? 
Yeah. That he killed his, but he said, I've always been the, I've always worked here, you know? Yeah. And I think, I think he's in the picture from like the early 1900s, you know? Yeah, probably. Um, and so it's, and he says like, you know, uh, uh, Jack says, no, you killed your, your wife and kids. I saw you on the TV. I know, you know, and he's like, well, I don't have any recollection of that. So it's like, he also sold his soul to like whatever the the hotel is. Right, and when he died, he became like an entity there, but he has no recollection, other than like the little fucked up. I corrected my wife and kids stuff, yeah, uh, of the actual like gruesome murder. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, or like this this version of them that's always done like a version of it, right? You know, right, right, right. Kind of done that. Um, that's fascinating, but that's that's the thing is that it's just strange enough to make. We can end it on this. This is this is actually a point in favor of this film. The fact that it's been twenty three years and people still talk about this movie like this is like sure. is like there's so much. And when you discover so much forty you, forty three years, right? Forty three years. Twenty three. Whatever. Uh the more you discover, the more that stuff is actually up for interpretation too, where you're like, I don't know, man. Like what does it mean? It means to you, it means this. To 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 me, it means that. And um, it's such a cool shot to end on because you just kind of go, "What the hell?" You know what I mean? Yeah. But in a way that's like it's it adds not in like a "What the hell?" Like this is ridiculous, but like in a way that's like I am so unsettled. You know. Um, yeah. There was a shot that I just saw like when when Jack dies when he's when he freezes to death. And that really iconic, like his his jaws poked out and his eyes are rolled up. Uh, there's a like a like a frame where he's talking to the bartender, where he looks a lot like that. He just sort of sits there. Mm-hmm. This frustrated look. This is so good. Yeah. Anyway, it's extremely good. We have to wrap it up. Uh, so Zach, oh wait, you have to ask me, don't you? So I do Hunter, this every episode. Literally every episode. Well, every other episode. Because you do it every episode, (laughs) but you mess it up every other one. Um, So, Hunter, I need to ask you, uh, who has the best drip? Wendy. I think it's Wendy. Like, at one point, she's rocking this, like, yellow... She's got a scarf on with this yellow coat with like like a desert on the background, like little fucking cactus and stuff. You know what I'm talking about? Like every <laughs> outfit so. she has is just like on point. Now I know Danny's also rocking his little Apollo sweater, and <laughs> you know he's he's also got some drip. But I think Wendy takes the the cake here. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have one more thing I thought about. Okay. When 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 Jack is talking to Lloyd, the the bartender guy. Yeah, like obviously he's having a conversation with himself because Lloyd is like non-existent and and Jack is going crazy. They're both wearing like a burgundy jacket to like show that it's oh, like a yeah. mirrored conversation. Like he's he's just like you know talking to himself basically. Well, also when you when you see like the the setup shot for that when he like close puts his hands over his eyes and stuff, mm-hmm. there's a shot where you kind of see the bar and it's a mirror. Yeah. So like it, yes. It, sh- it shows you dir- like pl- point blank, like he's talking to a mirror. Correct. Um, but I love how s- like subtly it shows you that. It doesn't show you where it's like, oh my God, look, he's talking in a mirror. It's yeah. just like 
it lets you see it. But anyway, don't you have one more question to ask me? I uh, yeah, I have a the more important question because you didn't a- answer the first one. I did, <clears throat> but this was the one that you're gonna I, answer. I said Wendy. But <laughs> did you or did you? Okay, but I is of, I kind of like tentatively said Wendy. Okay, okay, <laughs> but is The Shining good? It is. Uh, I would say it's a horror masterpiece. It really is. I think it's phenomenal. I think it's one of the one of the one of the one of the greats, one of the bests. Uh, I would say this is a golden oldie, for sure. We're like we're three good, weeks. Yeah, we're on a good streak here. Did Poltergeist get a golden oldie nom? I don't think so. So Poltergeist, okay, probably okay. It broke that streak. So we're full okay. of shit, basically, is what we're saying. We are. We've been eating and we have been pooping, <laughs> and now we are full of shit. All right, let's do everybody sucks. We'll do like water two each because we've got way over. Um, Jasmine Hearn says an aggressive film. I felt powerless. <laughs> uh, this says half star by Rue. I tried to gaslight myself into liking this a few years ago, and I failed. People calling this a masterpiece. Oh, we just said that. In praising this, I hope you know that you are more pretentious than I am. <laughs> <laughs> we got called out. Uh, sucks major ass and a total waste of Yasmin's time. I guess Yasmin is is who did, who did this review. This is time that she will never get back, and she is mad. I would rather... S- <laughs> are you reading this? I found it. I found it. I would rather suck a fart out of Satan's ass than watch this movie again. <laughs> well, there you have it. Wait, this one, this one says... Hold on. This, this says half star. This says, uh, I would rather have intercourse with a man than watch this fucking shit-ass movie. <laughs> okay. Well. Oh, that's funny. Okay, there. Everybody sucks. Um, that's the Every shining. movie sucks. Every movie sucks. Every movie, Every movie sucks. sucks. Uh, cool. Let's do news. Zach, give me a theme song. News, 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 news. News, 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 news. news, news. news. What song is that again? Isn't it? Uh, it's not the Full House song, is it? Everywhere you go, da, da, da. is that Full House? I don't know. Okay, news. Here we go. Movies are getting delayed, baby, because of the strike. Uh, Paramount has delayed a bunch of movies, including Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part Two, a whole year to twenty twenty five. Um. Are you listening to the song right now? It's it's a full house theme. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, the MCU Spider-Man Four is set to begin production in late 2024 with Tom Holland, Zendaya, and John Watts returning to direct. Uh, Olivia Coleman and Dev Patel are set to star in a twisted romance movie called Wicker. Uh, Fantastic Beasts, the Harry Potter spinoff. The director says that it is currently parked by Warner Brothers, which means probably just shelved. Because uh, they're doing the series now. Uh, speaking of the strike, studios have threatened to halt negotiations until 2024 if the SAG deal is not reached this week, as of the the week that this episode is released. Apparently, they're meeting again, and they said they don't make a deal this week. They're not even going to talk again until next year. Uh, we get our first trailer for Zelda Williams, the daughter of Robin Williams. She directed a film called Lisa Frankenstein. Uh, 
Marvel has confirmed that Scarlet Witch ha- is dead. That was news for some reason. She died in Doctor Strange 2. Uh, we got our first look at Rachel Z- Z- Zelger's live-action Snow White. And I'm not sure if you saw this, but, dude, the dwarves look awful. It's, it's I've weird. not seen it. Because there was this whole backlash because they were going to have seven magical creatures that were going to be like a really diverse cast of people, women, uh, different races and stuff. People got all mad because they're like, there's supposed to be dwarves. So Disney caved and actually made them look like dwarves. But they made them look like the realistic versions of the cartoon dwarves. And they look really weird. (laughs) Are you pulling it up? Yeah. Did you find it? They look super strange. <laughs> they do. It's like like you can't have her look like a like a like a human. Yeah. And then them look like some sort of I used to have these like um I don't know who the fuck did them, but these like drawings in my uh uh room. There was like it was just like four four like paintings basically that my parents got when I was, like, really little. And it's, like, this style. <laughs> that's weird, man. Yeah, yeah. It is anyway, weird. so I that's agree. happening. It also got delayed, um, along with other stuff from Disney. Um, and then you told me to say that Friday night, Five Nights at Freddy's has had a higher opening day than Mario. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. And did then you look it up, or did you just say it because I told you to? I didn't look it up. Well, it's true. Because I'm bad but at my Mario, job. But Mario opened on a Wednesday, so take that into account. Okay, gotcha. Um, here's uh, one that I thought was funny. So the Hollywood Reporter is a pretty reputable industry site, right? Uh, the news has been so slow because of the strikes that they posted as news on social media about the Kim Kardashian's new bras that they're selling. So I want you to know that the Kardashians are now selling bras with built-in erect nipples. <laughs> That's, oh, uh, oh, that's back up. That's happening. That's a thing. It's a real thing. On the so that if it just looks want, like you're. If you want to wear a shirt, and you want to look like at your nipples are protruding through, like you know, so you can see them, they are selling a bra that has that built in, and that was shared by a movie news outlet, The Hollywood Reporter, <laughs> on social media. I want the strike to end so we can have better news. Um, But I am going to end it on a very sad note. And that was uh, yesterday, actually, I believe. Um, We lost Matthew Perry. He passed away. Uh, I don't know a lot of details. I know that it was in his hot tub, which sucks because I love Matthew Perry. I think Chandler was my favorite uh, person on Friends. A lot of my humor. I stole a lot of my jokes from in my mannerisms from Chandler. Mm. So that sucks. I know he had some some struggles and some health scares, so that's a real bummer. I'm going to be very yeah. best. Um, that's the news, Zach. I'm not sure what your shindig is now because I guess the Hawks... Hawk I mean, check minute, the Hawks score. Uh, they haven't won yet. They're winless. They won. They beat the Bucks. Hey, they won. Yeah, good for them. Ah. Ah. Where can they find us? That was I don't great. Have Wait, I'm, we, get, we have to do. I'm doing whiskey shots. You're gonna pretend to do whiskey shots. This is whiskey. No, and I'm gonna do. Uh, this is this is whiskey and calming beverage shots. Calming beverage. This is moment. just. I'm gonna do a small one. This is just to whiskey because I miss her. I miss her. I miss her all the time. 
to whiskey. For my gut. <laughs> but still to whiskey. But still to whiskey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where can they find us, Hunter Callahan? They can find us, Zach Olson, on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at But Is It Good Podcast. You can find us on X at B I I G Podcast. You can find me everywhere at Hunter Callahan Music. You can find Zach on Instagram at Zach with an H to the number the T H A future dot three one. That is Zach to the future dot three one. You can email us at but is a good podcast at gmail.com, B I I G podcast at gmail.com, or but is a good at gmail.com. And uh, we haven't even talked about November yet, but we're going to be releasing that schedule this week. Got some movies yep. coming out that look interesting. So, yeah, that's all I've got. All right. Well, in that case. Hey, you didn't throw up. Good job. Yeah. Well, so I can always tell if I'm going to throw up. I start to, this tastes weird, or this sounds weird, but I'll, I'll like taste metal in, uh, the, back yeah. of my th- in yeah. the back of my throat, and that's when I know it's time to run to the bathroom. Yeah. I start tasting like metallic. It'd be funny if I just like cut the audio in the middle of this conversation. What do like, you mean? Like for the episode, if it was just like we're talking, it goes beep, and then it's just over. Yeah, well, maybe. We should try that. I'll see. I might just do it and see if it's funny. What if someone thinks that there's like a limit and because like they're like, oh, they didn't pay for premium. So the episode got cut off early. What if I leave just enough of this part of the conversation in so that they they know like. It's clear that that's not the case. Yeah. Maybe. Let's try it. So we should just keep talking for a couple. But is it good podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah.